As the owner and founding father of TR Historical, Dave Boussier took what he learned in a previous long career in retail and combined it with what he loved, history, to create his own family-owned small business, a one-stop shop for people who love the past. The products TR Historical sells are aimed to help people express their enthusiasm for subjects just like fans of sports teams, brands, activities, or destinations typically do. TR Historical offers items from many different subjects and time periods worldwide. Ancient history, American Revolution, the World Wars, the Civil War, science, and art history. They typically only feature the deceased, allowing a place that is typically comfortable and safe for shoppers despite different politics of the day. Their hope is to make history fresh and more engaging while supporting fans of the subject. They support sites and opportunities, when available, that bring history to people in an engaging way. And right now, you can go to trhistorical.com and use the promo code TATTOO to get 10% off your order. That's T-A-T-T-O-O. Use that code at checkout to get 10% off. You'll be supporting a small business during these trying times and obtaining some new history swag for your home, closet, or office space. Go check out trhistorical.com today. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. My name is John. I am the Tattooed Historian. It's great to be on here for another episode concerning branding as a historian, uh, how we do that, how we go about doing the research on certain platforms to be successful or what we would consider successful. And I think this is a very important topic for a lot of us, whether you're in the history field or not. Uh, this is going to be an important discussion about how to grow on different platforms. You know, I'm not someone who has like 30,000 people following me or 100,000 people follow me, but that doesn't matter. What matters to me is that I have an audience who really appreciates what I do or try to do. I appreciate their feedback and everything they tell me concerning uh, history or being a historian or working as a brand. And I think that creating these podcasts concerning that issue is going to be a great help to a lot of people. I really hope that's the case. I've been getting a lot of feedback from those of you who have heard the last episode that I did, and it was a great time talking about something which is so very important to me and uh, sounds like it's very important to you as well. And that's growing as a brand or growing as a historian, a public historian, an interpreter, uh, whatever that may be. I think that we need to be discussing this more. And the last episode I did concerned Facebook. And I went over how I began this brand almost six years ago on Facebook. That was the first place I went to. And I decided that that was going to be where I was going to introduce myself to a large audience because Facebook had a lot of great organic reach, meaning that you don't have to buy ads to be seen at that time. And that was just a great way for me to go. And I remember like my first 40 followers were all friends. And then I started to see other people 
coming on board, friends of friends, colleagues, and everything else. And I just went over my numbers the other day on Facebook, and I'm so amazed that I have over 6,000 followers now, and that's just incredible to me. And some people be like, oh, that's not enough. Well, it's great for me. I, I, I enjoy it. I love it. Whether it's 6,000 people or 600 people, I enjoy it just as much. And I want to thank you if you're one of those followers or someone who has liked the page. It certainly means a lot to me. And today, I want to go over the second platform that I went on. So basically, we're going in chronological order of the Tattoo Historian brand. I began on Facebook, and then I jumped to this platform, and that platform is Instagram. Instagram has been a great way for me to connect the audience with the past because you can post photos of photos or photos of documents or small videos from a historic site, and it's just been a fantastic journey. And for about the next half hour, I want to go over things which have worked for me uh, and how you may be able to connect with a new audience on Instagram. Uh, Instagram obviously now is owned by Facebook, and you know it's a great way to what I would consider cross-pollinate a subject matter. You can post something on Facebook and then post something of similar value, if you will, uh, or a similar pattern on Instagram. And then you could say, check out more on my Facebook page or vice versa. It's a great way to introduce an audience to multiple venues for your brand. Let's remember also, Instagram tends to be a younger audience than Facebook. Millions upon millions upon millions of people are on Facebook. There are millions of people on Instagram. However, the demographic is younger on Instagram. And therefore, that, that means your posts have to be slightly different. This is a very important point. I don't want your post on Facebook to be exactly like the one on Instagram. I don't want your post on Instagram to be exactly like the one on Facebook. You need to be tweaking it, if you will, for a, a different demographic of audience. It can be the same message. I stay on message with my brand wherever I'm at because it's natural. It's who I am. It's authentic. And some of you are experiencing that right now. So you know how to get your brand across or your style across to an audience. Think about it as you're going to have to get it across to multiple types of audiences. Almost as if you were going in to talk to high school students somewhere. And then you're going to have to go down the road and talk to middle school students. Your presentation is going to be tweaked a little bit, right? Because your audience is slightly different. However, your message, the thesis, if you will, of your mission is going to be the same. And I want you to think of that online. For every different place you go online, it's a different style of audience. And we have to tweak what we say on each one or how we bring it across. And Instagram is no different with that issue. You could post a photo on Facebook and have two or three paragraphs of text and people are going to interact with it. If you do that on Instagram, you may not have as much interaction. And we're going to, get, going to go over that here in detail. Instagram has great organic reach, meaning you don't have to buy those ads if you don't want to or if you don't have the marketing capabilities to do so. This is a free platform. It is free marketing for you to brand yourself, to get that out there so more people 
understand who you are and what you're trying to do. It is folly to be starting a brand and not being on Instagram. A lot of people are on there. Major cultural events are seen on Instagram as much as any other platform. You're going to want to be on there. Post that photo of you at a historical site and put a paragraph of text, and I mean like four sentences, and then use those hashtags, which we'll go over here in a little bit. It's a great way to connect with a new audience. So if I was going to a historical site, and let's say it's Gettysburg National Military Park, been there thousands of times, I've helped them out on programming, let's use them as an example. There are literally tens of thousands of different posts on that one field, on that one national park ground, which you can do and connect to an audience. You can tweak it however you need. You can mold it and shape it and move it around however you wish to do so, whatever fits in with your style. So let's say I'm going to Gettysburg and I'm going to take a picture of an artillery piece. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce you to that artillery piece. And I'm going to say, this is the three-inch ordnance rifle. It has this kind of range, this kind of power. It was a force to be reckoned with on the battlefield here at Gettysburg National Military Park. That's not it. We have to remember, you got to put those hashtags on there. When you go to Instagram and you go in that little search bar, here we go. We're going back to the search bar again. Search hashtag history and look at how many posts have used that hashtag. You will find over 37 million posts which have used hashtag history in their Instagram post. It is amazing. Simple little things to get yourself out there to a broad audience. If 37 million posts have used that, how many millions of people have consumed that? So I would be using hashtag history or hashtag historian, hashtag Gettysburg, hashtag Pennsylvania, hashtag National Park Service or just NPS. And you can see how the ideas start to roll. Hashtag cannon, hashtag artillery. I wouldn't use more than about eight hashtags, though. You don't want to fill up everything and, you know, just it takes over what people should be consuming. You want it to be nice and crisp and right to the point. Eight to ten is my max, and ten is pushing it. I usually go with about eight. Then... Does that historical site have their own Instagram? If they do, tag them in the photo. This allows them to see that, hey, you've been there and you enjoyed this part of your experience. This goes back to networking and being one with your colleagues or your peers or uh, maybe even a future employer. You never know. And here's a way for you to give them a shout out. It is a great method of networking. We don't think about that when we just go somewhere and we we tag a restaurant we eat at or we use a hashtag that uh, is pertinent to the place we are. But that is a form of networking. Because when you go in the search bar on Instagram and you do hashtag Gettysburg, you're going to find other peers and colleagues and friends and just strangers in general who have been to Gettysburg. 
what was their experience like? One way that I started to grow on Instagram was that I used that search bar from about 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. every night, like five nights a week. So let's say 15 hours. Now, I know that sounds like a lot, but a lot of us are online that long, just fooling around and looking up stuff and seeing what our friends are up to. I used to go on there and type in hashtag Gettysburg because I was there a lot. So I wanted to see what our people were taking photos of, or maybe they had been at the Memorial Day parade that I was in, or maybe they had been in another event that I was at. Uh, and that way, I could comment and say, hey, nice picture, you know, or glad you enjoyed the event, or never thought of that this way. That's how you get on other people's radar. Just go on and leave a nice positive comment. Don't go on and troll. Don't go on and hate. Go on and leave a positive comment. People are going to be like, huh, I wonder who that person is, or I wonder what that brand has to do with me. Uh, maybe that will interest me, and they'll start clicking. Your interaction with other people on any platform defines your success on a platform. Let me say that again. Your interaction with anyone on a platform defines your success on the platform, whether they are on your page, they're on their page, or they're on someone else's page. If you leave a positive impact for someone, if you say, hey, that's a great picture, or hey, that's a great outlook on the past, or uh, really admire what you do, that's all you have to say. You leave positive impacts on people's lives just by being in that thread and letting people know that you enjoy what they have done or what they do to this day, people will admire that. And they'll be like, I wonder what this person does. This is also a great way for you to look up historical sites. Perhaps they have an Instagram site. Uh, this also works for museums or archives. Go check it out. Get in that search bar. Look up a historical site you want to go to. Perhaps they have an Instagram account. Perhaps they have a hashtag that's just caught on fire uh, recently, and you want to get involved with that. Uh, this is a fantastic way to increase your viability, if you will, uh, what, what people are seeing when it comes to what you are doing. And I think this is something that we often overlook. I can't stress this enough. The one thing that people usually forget to utilize on any platform is the search bar. Get in that search bar. Look up any hashtag you can think of. Perhaps you're building uh, programming where you want to speak at your local library or you want to give a tour of an area that you admire, that you've done a lot of research on. You want to go in there and you want to hit that hashtag. Search the hashtag for your local area, and you will find people who have been to those places. And perhaps they're interested in history, or they're interested in anthropology or archaeology. This is a way to become one with this group and start the branding process little by little. This time that you're usually spending on these platforms is time for you to do some research. It's time for you to look at how can I build my brand awareness in a positive way. Getting in that search bar and finding out what people are doing with the subject matter you are working on is paramount to your growth. It is paramount. 
interacting with people. And when you start an Instagram page using your brand name, whatever it may be, and people start to come to your brand page and interact with you and and uh, like what you're doing, possibly share that in their stories and, and comment in the threads, don't forget to answer their comments. I see a lot of people who have amazing, amazing Instagram profiles, beautiful photos of historic sites or buildings or architecture or art, and they may have 20 comments and they've answered one. And I could see 18 more that could be answered. That's where you start to see that they have little interaction with their audience and the audience won't be coming back as much the next time you watch. It's like if you talk to a friend and they ignore you. You would like to be seen. You would like to be seen as a person. You'd like to be seen as a colleague or a peer. If you're ignored, you're less likely to come back to that site. Correct? So you must think of it as the host of a party. You're hosting a party on your site, and people are interacting with you. You need to be interacting with them in a positive way and giving back to your audience. That is the one major flaw I also see with many of those who brand. They don't interact with their audience at all. They just act like, uh, I've got you here now, and you're here to stay, and I don't need to interact with you anymore because I just wanted to look at numbers. That is the biggest flaw I see out there. People think they don't have to do any more work once those numbers start going up. That's when the work really starts. You need to start interacting with everyone. Instagram stories is also another great way to interact with people you admire, uh, sites that you like going to, etc. Because you can share those posts. You can put it in your stories and tag them and let them know that you see them. Let them know that you admire this. Let them know that you enjoy what they're trying to do. That could lead to more doors opening up. Remember, it's not just about you and your brand. This is a community. Instagram is no different. You need to be sharing out content you admire from other creators or from historic sites or from archivists, uh, preservationists, whoever it may be. Share it out. Let them know that you like what they do because that's going to come back in a positive way for you. You know, if you, as I keep saying, if you plant those good seeds in the field, you're going to get a good crop. If you start going on there and ignoring anyone else who does something which is kind of like what you do, you're going to start to lose. You need to be on there saying, hey, great job. I really appreciate this post. Fantastic photo. Glad you got to go to that place. Positivity. We have enough trolls online. We don't need any more. And especially if you're going to build a brand, you can't be doing that. You can't be going on there and just, you know, putting people down and saying, oh, this isn't good enough or this is terrible or whatever. That says something about you more than it does them. So let's get that positivity back in there. And let's realize what we're supposed to do for each other to help each other. So a great post with four sentences, maybe eight hashtags that are really relevant to what you want to do, but are also a trending hashtag. You're going to find trending hashtags 
on Instagram a lot, where people are focusing on this a lot, whatever it may be. You're going to want to do that. And you're going to want to see what's working. History, hashtag history always works. Hashtag historian is going to grab those historians and they're going to be following that. Hashtag NPS for the National Park Service. People are going to be grabbing that. And they're going to be looking that up. Hashtag know your park. People love that. Hashtag museum. Go on and start doing that background work. You've already done the work as a historian to find primary sources about the historical narrative. This is the next step. This is an art form of research, and I want you to think of it that way. This is research that's going to enhance your brand and the field as a whole. And we need to be thinking about that. Networking is huge. It's easier than ever as well. Remember what I said last time about networking on Facebook? Instagram is very similar. Instagram, you can message people. And you can message organizations which you would like to work with or work for. You can message other influencers and ask them uh, you know, how to do whatever it may be. Or can you give me guidance in this? Or I really admire your work. Get on their radar, if you will. But do it in a positive and meaningful manner. And really mean it. That is a big thing. But this also helps with collaborative efforts. If you can get on there and message someone and ask for a collaboration. Or say, hey, I like your work. Can I share it out on my page? This is how you get the ball rolling with not only collaboration, but just enhancing the field in general. Causing people to think long and hard about what the next step is with your brand. What are you going to post next? What can we see tomorrow? Are we going to get a surprise? You never know what people are going to be thinking about with that. The search bar and messaging are two of the most underrated things on Instagram. We constantly just go on there to say, okay, here's what I ate tonight, and uh, here's a cool hashtag foodie or something like that. Let's think about it differently. Let's think about it as a networking opportunity. This is a, a photographic way of networking with other people. This is a powerful platform with a different demographic than Facebook overall, slightly younger. It skews about 10 to 15 years younger than Facebook. So let's think of it that way. There are millions of opportunities on Instagram that I want you to utilize. Instagram stories is one of the most underrated forms of organic reach on the internet right now. Instagram stories. Get on there, put a picture up with a description, or, you know, tag a place or put a hashtag or whatever else. Share out other people's posts as stories on your Instagram stories. Tag them, let them know you admire it. I see that all the time, and I love seeing that where other creators are helping other creators. When you see that happening, that's the positivity we need in the history field and in life in general. We need to be helping each other, especially now because it's so hard to be seen right now because we are all in our little bubbles. We need to be helping each other. So think of Instagram as another tool in your toolkit. You're going to go over on Facebook and you're going to do a larger scale post with a photo. Instagram, you're going to do a smaller scale post. 
something that's quick and easy for people to scroll through. They see the hashtags. They see what you're trying to say. They like it. Maybe they share it in their stories, and they move on. This is the cliff notes, if you will, of a Facebook post or the cliff notes of a blog post, the cliff notes of a podcast. That's Instagram. Create something really awesome. Don't put too much text in your your photos either. I see a lot of people who put a lot of text. I'm guilty of this from sometime, at some times where I'll put, hey, uh, chatting tonight on Twitch and a time. Well, you can't advertise that. Like if I wanted to do an ad buy, and let's say I wanted to put $10 to do an ad buy in a certain location, uh, that's usually kicked because there's text in there. So keep the text to a minimum if you're thinking about doing an ad buy. Which leads me to what is an ad buy? If I want to reach a certain audience on Instagram, I can buy an ad. And it's very cheap considering how much it would be to advertise anywhere else. So if you work for a nonprofit or a museum or an archive, listen up. Facebook slash Instagram ad buys are the cheapest, most effective ads you can do right now. I'm telling you, the return on investment is big right now. So let's say I went to the Canadian War Museum. Been there multiple times. I did a photo of the trenches in the Canadian War Museum for the First World War area. And I want to showcase that I was there and give props and say, hey, you're going to want to check out this museum. This is amazing. So what I would do is I would go to my Instagram post and I would uh, hit the button that says boost post. And I would do an ad buy. Let's say 10 bucks to make it easy. I want to increase the awareness of this post because maybe that'll draw people into my mission as well as the Canadian War Museum's mission. The beautiful part about what Instagram allows you to do is you can drop a pin on a map and you could say, I want people within a 20-mile radius of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada to see this post because that's where the Canadian War Museum is. And you could make a radius out from Ottawa and say people within 20 or 30 miles of Ottawa will get to see this post, and that's it. And they have to be interested in hashtag history, hashtag museum, uh, and between these age groups, and then make an ad. Let's say you're going to do a tour. You're going to put on a tour at a local historical site, and you wish to let people know, hey, I'm going to be doing this tour at this location on this date at this time, Hope you'll come and check it out. It's free. Do an ad buy. Do a $10 or $20 ad buy and let people know that in that area that you're going to be there. And that ad buy might reach 5,000 people. That ad buy might reach 3,500. It might reach 8,000. They will let you know. Okay, because you put it in this area and you use these hashtags, it's going to reach this number. And you can always bend and twist that however you want to to reach the audience you wish to reach and the number you wish to reach. That allows you to get more influence in a geographic region. Perhaps you want to do it in your local area. If you like being a local historian, plop that pin down in your local area and let people know, I'm a local historian who works on genealogy and I love this cemetery for this reason. 
You never know where that may lead. And then you get local people following you. Or you get people in Ottawa following you if you like the Canadian War Museum so much. Or where you're going to put that tour on. More people are going to show up. It is a tool, my friends. It's a tool for growth. It's a tool for networking. It's a tool for you to increase awareness of your brand. That brand that you probably initially started on Facebook now has a brand on Instagram doing the similar thing it's supposed to be doing on Facebook, but with a different light, with a different way of saying the same thing. And you're going to want to increase awareness that way. That is so very important to the future of a brand or uh, who you are as a historian, as an archivist, as an anthropologist, whatever you are. Don't just post a photo, give a couple lines and a couple hashtags and think that's all you have to do. If you wish to grow, you're going to have to do more. If you're happy where you're at, then fine. This isn't for you. But if you always want to grow a little bit more and start seeing what else you can do and become a part of, these words are for you. Don't sit back and relax. It's not time for that. It's time for you to get in that search bar and look stuff up. Go check out different accounts. Don't look up just hashtags. Look up accounts. You know, uh, Look up all these places where you want to go. Perhaps they have an Instagram. Message them. If you think you can help them along. If someone has put out a new book, message the author. Message the publishing house. I've done that. I've messaged publish, publications and uh, publishing houses and stuff like that to see if I can connect with an author so I can do an interview. I've done that on Instagram. It's right there at your fingertips. You're with, always within like five feet of your cell phone. That's the remote control of life. Use it to its advantage. Use it for something different than just seeing what's going on on Twitter or checking out the latest TikTok. Use it as a tool. That's what it's there for. In my head, we have so much to gain by going onto these platforms, looking people up in the search bar, looking up hashtags in the search bar, looking up locations in the search bar, messaging influencers, messaging peers, messaging potential colleagues, and checking out their work and getting in their threads and saying, hey, that's an awesome picture, really admire it. Glad you got to go to this historical site, and on and on and on. And then when people do that on your Instagram, answer them back. Let them know you appreciate them being there. At least like it. I see people who, who don't even pay attention to what's going on. And that's also a problem, because what happens if you get a troll in there? Someone who's just a hater. They think you're boring. Or they don't like the picture you took. And they're just going to start picking on you. If you never go back in there, people are going to be like, well, they put up with that. I don't want to be here. Police your thread. And when you police your thread, give props to the positive people in that thread. Make sure there's no hate and negativity in there. Because that's going to drive people away. You know me. I have zero tolerance of hatred on my stuff. But that also means that's welcoming for other people who may feel like they've been marginalized. So do the same. Think about it in a broader sense. That is your home place 
for what you're trying to do? Would you allow negativity and hate in your home? No. So kick it out. Be good to yourself and be good to your audience because they're there to have some value from what you're trying to do and have a good time and learn. Be good to yourself and be good to them. That's a big key, especially with these platforms. These sites can mean the world to your brand and to who you are as a brand. Use it in a positive way. Use that search bar. Get in someone's messaging. You know, private message someone who you would love to work with. Private message them and say, hey, I would love to work with you on this project and I'll work for free. I just want the experience. Do you know how far that goes? That's huge. It works out a lot. You're going to hear no a lot, but you are going to get those yeses. And those yeses turn into unique opportunities for you to do something amazing that you never thought you would have done if you had been asked that five years ago. It's one button away. One button separates you from doing something you enjoy. That's the possibility. That I'm not a gambler, but that's a gamble I'll take. I'll try it. I'll put myself out there and say, hey, I admire your mission. I admire what you're doing. Your Instagram posts are amazing. If you ever see the point of working with me on a collaborative project, please let me know because I think what you're doing is outstanding. It's not a selling point. It's just asking for a collab in the future. No pressure. Thank you. Have a good day. That's going to stick. That's not like sending someone an email and it goes to their spam folder or whatever it may be. People read their messages. Brands read their messages. You'll find that out. You're going to hear no nine times, but that one yes on that tenth time could be huge for you. And I mean huge in that it's going to bring you happiness. It's going to allow you to grow in your own way. That is big. And Instagram can allow you to do that. So go out there and attack that as well. Figure out your brand name, if you haven't already. Go on Facebook and grab it. Go on Instagram and grab that name. Because you can always buy up the land by getting that name. Watch the platform and then decide that you want to build the real estate on it. You want to build the structure that's why I'm on so many platforms. I go onto these places when I see it's starting to get a little momentum and I get the name. That's me buying the plot. And then when it really starts to take off and I see momentum with it, I start to buy the structure and I start to build it. Think of these platforms like that. It's real estate for your brand. Grab it up, watch it, do a lot of research on how other people are doing it and then start doing it yourself. Instagram, Facebook, other apps that we're gonna be talking about, other platforms we're going to be talking about, think of it that way. Branding 101, eight hours of research, 10 minutes of posting. See what else is happening. Use it to your advantage in a positive way. No ego, no ulterior motive, just doing good history and bringing value to your audience. 
and being there to answer questions and being there to police the thread. Make sure it's good for everyone. That's where I want you to head off on Instagram with. Get in that search bar and find out where you're going next. Do they have all this stuff? Is there a cool hashtag? And start building. Start thinking about what you're going to do. And remember, you don't have to create the best post in the world. You just have to document your journey. Were you at a cool place yesterday? Take a selfie. Put it up on there. You don't have to have this huge post about the history that happened there. You can save that for somewhere else. You can save that for a blog. Instagram is more of what are you doing as a historian or where were you and you thought it was really cool. Put it up on there. Let people see it. Let them scroll quickly. Get the idea in their head and let them move on. Instagram should just be second nature where you're just like, I'm going to put this post up. I may link it to something, but it's just to get someone's attention for 30 seconds. Think of it that way going forward. Don't overthink it. Just document. Document your journey and have fun doing so. Next episode, we're going to talk about a different platform. And this is a crash course, my friends. This is a crash course in these platforms. I literally am asked from time to time to talk to nonprofits and museums and other entities about these platforms. And I do two hour presentations, three hour presentations on Instagram. So this is, or on Facebook or on Twitter, whatever it may be. So this is just a crash course. This is to let you think about it in a new way and start to enjoy it differently. Put that in your toolkit. We're just scraping the surface. One of my mentors uh, online always says, uh, watch what I do, not what I say. And you can do that in my Instagram. You can see what I'm doing and think, why is he doing it that way? Why is he seeing it this way? And go look at other influencers and be like, why are they doing that this way? Maybe I can learn something from this. I do that. I go to other influencers and do it all the time. Let's work together to increase the positive narrative of history. And when I say positive, I mean no hate. History is going to make us uncomfortable. There's no doubt about that. If history doesn't make you uncomfortable from time to time, you are doing it wrong. Think about it in a new way and think about how you can increase your momentum as a historian and a brand in a positive way on Instagram. And as I said last week, on Facebook. Because there's definitely a lot of negativity out there. Don't get caught up in it. Stay positive. Stay the course. Start documenting your journey. Don't worry about the lighting. Don't worry about the sound. Worry about just documenting. That's the key. And Instagram is no different. So my friends, on the next episode, I'm going to talk about something that you probably never thought I would be talking about. I'm going to talk about how great LinkedIn is right now. That's right. We're going to talk about the keys to LinkedIn on a very uh, entry level, if you will. Again, I could go on for three hours about LinkedIn. And I have done that for organizations. So we're going to do the half-hour crash course on LinkedIn. And if you're a public historian, you're going to want to listen to this. 
And if you're a branding historian, like you're branding yourself as a historian, you're going to want to pay attention. Right now, that platform is on fire. And we're going to go over that in the next episode. So I thank you all for sticking with me through this crash course on Instagram as a historian. I've really enjoyed talking about it. I get asked to come to conferences and talk about this from time to time. And it's one of the things I really do enjoy. Reaching out to a new audience and branding on social media is my jam as a historian and a public historian. And I love to help others, including you, to find your voice or find your niche on these platforms. So I hope you'll tune in next time as we talked about LinkedIn and what we can do on that platform. Please be safe. Take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you next time.